0: Hey guys, and welcome to Happy Hour with Ashley. Who doesn't love a good happy hour? I'm coming at you real and unfiltered to talk about self-care, mental health, and everything in between. This podcast is designed to encourage, educate, and uplift each and every person that listens. I'm coming from both a clinical and a personal point of view to discuss various matters dealing with mental health, self-esteem, self-care, and everything in between, things that happen in life. Happy Hour is here to let each listener know that no matter what you may be going through, you can turn your obstacles into triumphs. So go ahead and like, share, subscribe, write a review, do all those great things, but just make sure you listen. All right. Hey there happy hour and happy Friday if you are like the rest of the world you are on social media or you watch the news or you know all those things and if that's the case you heard on Sunday that a helicopter went down in California which had Kobe Bryant his 13 year old daughter Gianna a baseball coach his wife and daughter and another family and the pilot all of them lost their lives with Kobe Bryant being such a huge figure you know as in basketball and since he's been done with basketball he's been such a huge figure just inspirationally um, and just even the fact that you think about him having his daughter with him and just all of that that's a lot to process and I know a lot of us have had a lot of reactions to it I know myself just thinking about his daughter being there with him and thinking about his wife and his other daughters losing him. That brought me to tears a lot. You know, I watched the Grammys Sunday night and um, just the tributes they had, things like that, just brought me to tears. Even listening to Shade 45, which I listen to every morning, you know, Sway in the Morning, they were talking about it this morning. It's Monday. They were talking about it this morning and that just teared me up some more. So I just felt like the best thing to do this week was to talk about grief. You know, grief is a deep sorrow um, caused by somebody's death. You know, it's a response to loss, especially in particular to the loss of someone or something that has died to which you may have a bond or affection formed. So, you know, people can be grieving even if they didn't personally know Kobe or his daughter or the other lives that were lost. You can grieve due to that bond or affection that was formed in knowing him. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, grief and just give you a little bit more information on it, you know, so if you are grieving, whether it be with him or anybody else in your life, this is something that can help you. So, you know, grief is a natural response to life. It's the emotional suffering that you have when something is taken away. Sometimes the pain can feel overwhelming. You may experience all type of emotions Um, It can disrupt your physical health. It can make it difficult to sleep or eat or even think straight. Um, These are all normal. So, you know, the more significant your loss. So considering somebody in your family or somebody you're close to, the more intense your grief will be. And coping with the loss of someone or something you love is a really big challenge. You can associate it with all type of things. But thinking about there, there are five stages of grief. Um, and the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So when you think about all of those, denials, the first of the five. And before I get into this, if anybody has ever watched The House on Wait, The House on Hunting Hill, or on I don't know, it's a Netflix thing, and it's a like a hard series. It's like ten episodes, but they had five kids, and each of the five kids are supposed to are supposed to be um, the five stages of grief. So, if you've watched that uh, or want to go watch it, it's called The House on Hunting Hill or something like that. But it's with the five kids, and each one of them exhibit the display, the five stages of grief. But basically, denial is your first step, it helps us to survive the loss. So, in this step, you know, life doesn't make sense, we're in shock, we're in denial, we go numb, we wonder how to go on. We try to find ways to get through it. You know, denial helps us to cope and make survival possible. It helps us pace our feelings of the grief. And it's nature's way of letting you know that they'll only let you handle what you can handle. So once you accept it and you start to ask your questions about it, you begin the healing process. You become stronger. Um, The denial begins to fade. Then the next step will be anger. You know, it's a necessary stage of the healing process. You know, understand that you need to feel your anger. Um, The more you feel it, the more you will begin to heal. There are plenty of other emotions that come with anger, but anger is the emotion we use mostly to handle and manage it. Um, You know, we may ask God why this happened, you know, even when you think about the situation with Kobe and you think about, his daughter, like, why? You know, you might ask God, why is this? And you get angry. And underneath your anger, you have to realize that that's where your pain is. So it's natural to feel deserted and abandoned. Um, we feel anger regularly. That's a natural emotion. Um, anger is a strength. It can be an anchor for some people. And, you know, at first when grief feels like you're lost and you don't know what you can do and what you can how you can move on and feeling no connection anything you get angry at some someone everything everyone whatever but you know you have that structure so you have that anger to push towards someone and then once you um, are able to move through that anger you know you're able to start working through and it intensifies your love So the third step would be bargaining. So before you lose someone, it seems like you'll do anything if you could keep them here. Like, please, God, you know, I'll never be angry at them again. I'll always do this, right? I'll always do that. Like, you know, all these things. So you bargain with God or bargain with your higher power or whatever. You know, you have all these if only situations. You have guilt, all these things. You try to bargain with the pain, everything, you know. So that's another step. Then we get to depression, you know, after you bargain, your attention moves into the present, how you're feeling right now, you know, how all these feelings are, feeling empty, feeling the loss that we developed, just having that all on a deeper level than we ever imagined. This stage right here um, feels as though it won't ever go away, like it's always going to be here, like we're always going to suffer with it, and it won't, but it does feel like that. You also have to understand that um, it's appropriate, it's an appropriate response to a great loss. You know, sometimes in this stage, you may withdraw from life, you may feel just like an intense fog, you may be questioning or wondering or just trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, the first question to ask yourself is whether or not the situation that you're in is depressing or if the situation or what has happened is depressing so just understanding that and understanding that it's a normal and appropriate response don't ex- you know so once we move on from that we go on to acceptance and that's when you're often um, not necessarily saying that you're okay or you're all right or you feel great about the situation you're still grieving you still feel that but you finally accepted it You know, you you don't ever, ever feel okay, but you're accepting that the reality that our loved one is physically gone, they're no longer here, and, you know, we have to learn to live with it. We have to understand that this is the new norm that we live in. We have to live in the world now where our loved one is missing, and we have to really recognize that they aren't here anymore. Through small bits of acceptance, you know, we start to understand, and this stays there, and... Although we have to readjust our life and rec- re- reorganize and re-recognize things, finding acceptance is just, you know, giving you a good piece of where you were and helping you feel better. You know, there are different, you know, types of grief, though. Like, it's not just including a loss of a loved one, but it can be a divorce or a relationship breakup. You can grieve through that, your loss of health, whether you have a... a a diagnosis like cancer or something that's going to give you a short term of living. You lose a job that you really love. You lose your financial stability. You may have a miscarriage or a stillbirth or just all those things. A retirement. Your pet may die. You might, you know, miss out on something you, one of your goals or your dreams that you really care about. You might have a loved one who has a serious illness. You might lose a friendship. You might lose the feeling of being safety after you experience a trauma, any of those things can also cause grief. You know, subtle losses in life can trigger a sense of grief. So you may grieve after moving away from home, graduating from college, changing jobs, whatever. Whatever your loss is and it's personal to you, don't feel ashamed about feeling any type of way about it. That's your grief, that's how you deal with it, and it's appropriate for you. So for grieving, it's based on each individual experience. There is absolutely no right or wrong way to grieve. How you grieve depends on many, many factors. It, it depends on your personality, which ways you cope, your life experiences, your faith with your higher power, um, how significant the loss was to you. You know, but again, grieving takes time. Healing happens gradually. It can't be forced, it can't be heard, you can't push through it and make it happen right now. There is no timetable for your grieving process some people take weeks, some people take months, some people take years. It's all in your natural step. So how do I deal with the grieving process? Whether you've lost somebody recently, and I've actually had a couple of friends within three days of each other around Christmas, lost important people to them. And, you know, me as a therapist was sitting here like, oh my God, what can I do to help them? But I I can't, I can just be here for them and listen to them and just be that shoulder for them. But you know, just thinking about my friends and, and thinking about the situation that happened yesterday with all the lives that were lost and just a lot. You got to realize that life is short and hold on to your loved ones, shares them all these things. You know, just even the fact that my dad was recently really sick and we went through a scare of cancer and just thinking about my dad and losing him was like, ugh. so just how do you deal with the grieving process? When you're grieving, um, there are different ways to cope to come to terms with the grief, to find a way to pick up the pieces and continue on. You have to acknowledge that pain. You have to acknowledge what you're feeling, that it's real, that it's there, that it exists. You have to accept the grief and accept that it can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. Like we talked about the anger, the blaming, the, the bargaining, all those things. You can be, you know, different types of emotions. You have to understand that your process will be unique to you. Like I said, everybody doesn't grieve the same way. Sometimes seeking out face-to-face support from people who care about you. So talking to your friends, your family, finding a therapist, whatever works for you, seeking out that support. Supporting yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. So making sure you drink enough water, get some sleep, go to the gym if that's your outlet, go to the doctor if you have physical problems, things like that. Just take care of yourself and recognize between the difference between grief and depression. And again, we talked about the five stages. So just breaking it down a little bit more, denial is this isn't happening to me. Anger is why is this happening to me? Whose fault is it? Bargaining is please don't let this happen. Like in return, I'll do whatever X, Y, and Z. Depression is I'm too sad to do anything. I can't believe this happened. And acceptance is okay. It happened. It still sucks. I'm still sad, but I'm at peace with it and I'm moving on. So experiencing any of these emotions, following a loss, just know, again, that it's natural and in time you will heal. Not everybody who grieves goes through all five of those stages. Some just go through one, some go through half, whatever, some go through all five. Again, your process is your own. It's individualized. So you don't have to be or go through each stage to heal. You know, it's okay if you don't go through any of these stages to heal. So, you know. Don't worry about that what you should be feeling just understand and accept how you're feeling you know it's just a lot of feelings that we go through and you think about physical you can feel fatigued you can feel nauseous you can get sick easier just because your anxiety and stress is weighing on you you can gain or lose weight in that time you can have aches and pains on your body like when i got out the military y'all and i never really thought i was grieving it because i was only in for seven years but I literally was like so stressed out and I cried for like the first two months and I started literally getting knots on the bottom of my feet and I kept going back to the doctor and going to the hospital and I kept getting all my blood work done and tests done and everything and they kept telling me yo you're healthy nothing's wrong with you but the physical knots you could see them you could feel them all that kind of stuff that was just from you know an emotional process in my mind and then another physical symptom is you know insomnia you won't be able to sleep your mind will be racing too much to go through it and you can't get through it or you know all that kind of stuff um you know with seeking support we already talked about talking to family and friends or or maybe seeing a therapist but there's also support groups out there you know there's support groups that talk about grief and they have specific you know support groups for whether it's a parent or a spouse or a sibling or a child or you know any of that stuff, survivor's guilt, all that kind of stuff. So there's different support groups out there. Um, so just joining one and going through that. Making sure you take care of yourself as you go through the grieving process, you know, recognizing your feelings and, and expressing them, you know, continue to try to maintain your hobbies. Don't stop doing what you were doing before. You know, don't let yourself fall into the depression. Don't let anybody tell you how you should feel or how to heal or anything like that. You know, try to recognize your triggers Um, You know, just focus on yourself and making yourself feel better You know, as time passes following a significant loss um, It's normal for us to have all those feelings And it's, you know, difficult with these emotions that we have But eventually they become less intense As you learn to begin to accept the loss and move forward Um, You know just working through all of that stuff, trying to get better, trying to just, you know, give through all that. You got to give yourself time. You got to talk to others. You got to take care of yourself. You got to continue doing your hobbies and, you know, don't just continue to sit in that. Um, there's another thing called complicated grief. So this is when the sadness of losing someone you love never really goes away completely but it shouldn't remain center stage. So you'll always have that loss and and miss that person that you lost, but you're able to cope and move forward. When you aren't and it remains center stage, you have to think about how the loss is so constant and severe that it it stops you from resuming your life that you're stuck in that moment. Um, That could be a condition known as complicated grief. And that's when you get stuck in an intense state of mourning. you have trouble accepting the death, maybe long after it occurred. And be so preo- <coughs> Sorry guys. <coughs> so sorry, and be so preoccupied with the person that you lost. So then it starts disrupting your daily routine. It starts disrupting your other relationships. And so some of the, the symptoms of that is, you know, intense longing and yearning for that person you lost. Um, you might have intrusive thoughts or images. You might deny that the death happened or just still be in disbelief. You may imagine that your, your loved one is still alive. You may be searching for them in familiar places. You may avoid things that remind you of them. You may have extreme anger or bitterness. You may feel like life is empty or meaningless. So when there is a sudden death or a violent death, or stressful or disturbing or complicated, these things can also manifest as a psychological trauma or PTSD, PCSD um, or vicarious trauma or anything like that. But again, if you feel helpless and you're struggling with upsetting emotions, memories, um, anxiety that won't go away, there may be some trauma associated with it, but that's when you would need to seek out professional help to understand that. And just understanding that there is a difference between depression and grief You know um to understand and distinguish between grief and depression um isn't always easy because they do share similar symptoms but there are ways to tell the difference grief is a roller coaster you might have those five stages that you flip through Um, it's a variety of emotions and good and bad days and so even when you're in the middle of grieving you'll still have moments of pleasure or happiness whereas with depression it's just always emptiness and despair and being down and things like that so just continuing to recognize that and if you feel like you may be you know feeling more depressed again seek professional help if you feel like your worth isn't your life isn't worth living if you wish you had died with your loved one if you blame yourself if you feel numb or disconnected from other people or if you're having difficulty trusting others so you know guys I just wanted to give you a a brief little tidbit on grief since we've had a really rough start to the year, you know, personally with my friends and just outside in the world with the loss that, you know, a lot of people have experienced over the weekend. And like I said, I wasn't necessarily a huge Kobe fan or anything, but I respected what he did. And I think the thing that hits me the most is his daughter, you know, like she was 13 and thinking about the pain that he went through in those last moments, having his daughter there and you know realizing that he can't save her in that moment so I think that's what affected me the most you know thinking about those girls that were left without their dad or their sister is like really hard for me to think about but you know guys I hope this helps you a little bit if you are grieving or if you feel any of these emotions just work through it it's going to be okay you're going to feel better and seek that help when you need it it's there it's available reach out don't feel ashamed. It's okay to feel these natural emotions, you know? So I hope you got something from this. If you do have any questions for me, you know, guys, feel free to hit me up on IG, happy hour with Ash, A-S-H-E. I'll be, feel free to answer any questions. You can, you know, find me on Facebook at Therapy with Ashley or in the details below, it should say something about sending a voice message to me. I can, you know, assist you that way too, but take care of yourself. Do something you know, today to put a smile on your face, do something that makes you happy. And remember, nobody's going to love you like you love you. So until we meet again, peace out. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a wide range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. dot com slash a-s-h-e-l-e-i and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And a special offer for Happy Hour with Ashley listeners, you get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ashley. Thanks for tuning in to the episode today. Be sure to go follow me on all my social media handles. On Twitter, it's Happy Hour Ash, spelled with A S H E. On Instagram, it's Happy Hour with Ashley. You can find me on Facebook at Therapy with Ashley, and my website's www.ashleyjohnsoncounseling.com. If you want to go ahead and be a supporter of me financially and this podcast to help us grow, go ahead and click the link under details or you can go to anchor.fm slash happy hour with ashley slash support. That's anchor.fm slash happy hour with ashley slash support. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, Apple Reviewers Write Me a Review, and make sure you listen. Have a great day.